Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, I think it's fair to say that parents are completely over extended lockdowns and homeschooling. And as we start to emerge out of this phase of time, thank goodness, I think it's really important for us to reflect, you know, what has this time taught us? Now, how is it likely to affect our children's future? And what can we do to best support them in their future, which is basically what we're here to discuss today with our special guest. Today, we're speaking with Greg O'Connor on the strategic importance of equipping young children with the skills for employment, decent work and entrepreneurship, and all of the good things that they need to be able to take from this point in time that we've just gone through and continuing to go through. Now, a little bit about our guest. Greg is an Australian educator with over 30 years of experience and is the Educational Technology Manager for TextHelp. Now, this company works with a range of institutions, including the Western Sydney University and the ACT Department of Education, to improve uh, literacy and numeracy skills uh, through technology. Thank you so much for joining us, Greg. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Rachel, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm... Um, you know, really excited to have this chat because, you know, over sort of the last 18 months through COVID, we, we've been fortunate enough to speak to lots of different people and experts in this space on homeschooling and education and what the impact is, um, you know, for children's future. So it's always great to get another expert's point of view. Um, but at this point in time, and as well, I was just explaining before, oh, first of all, um, I'm based in Victoria, and so obviously the amount of families that have been impacted by um, extended lockdowns and ongoing mm. homeschooling is different, and every state and territory throughout mm. Australia is different and has been mm. affected in varying degrees. So it's very difficult in that respect for us to be able to speak to our national audience um, about this particular topic because everyone is affected differently. In, in doing this preparation for the chat today, I understand that you know, with this um, potential hybrid um, of remote learning um, for the future. Initially, Greg, I'd love love to know from your perspective, you know, do you think this hybrid um, remote learning model will continue post-lockdown? Um, and real- realistically, you know, what do you think the benefits to this actually have been and will be? Yeah, well, that's it's the big question, what what happens at the end? Do we just go back to how things were before or will it change? You know, Rachel, I, so I work across Australia and New Zealand and all of Southeast Asia and the work that I do. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned um, before we started to record that, that my kind of background is particularly working with uh, students with diverse literacy needs is my kind of passion and obviously working with families and stuff. So, you know, when I'm talking to families in Victoria, they're experiencing different different issues than say a family in Western Australia. I'm actually in Lismore, so um up here on the and and we've just kind of went into lockdown. We went out of lockdown for five days. We went back into lockdown for a week and now we're out of lockdown for another. It's just confusing, isn't it? For for all. And then we've got other states in like South Australia going, are we going into lockdown again? So there's a lot of there's a lot of change happening. And so um one of the things as a result of all this is there's been a whole bunch of new things we've had to all learn. 
um, and not learn. And so it's going to be really interesting to see at the end of all this, whenever that is, yeah. what things what <laughs> what things we kind of keep and what we don't keep. We know we just know that there will be. We did a we had a um, a research uh, team last year look at look at this issue for us and look at the whole hybrid model and how it's going to impact upon families and students and teachers. And and we just know there's an expectation from teachers that things will be different when this is all finished. But hopefully what they're going to do is take out the good bits that we've we've discovered and and there's been some good bits. From a parent perspective, one of the good bits, I think, is homeschool communication. That's really changed, hasn't it, because you're basically communicating every day with your school in some way or another. And that's actually been um, a really a big change. I, I run, you mentioned ACT Department of Ed. So we have a whole bunch of projects we do with that, with them around uh, providing um, some literacy tools to help particularly the students who are struggling readers and writers. Um, and so I've been running parent webinars, uh, you know, and maybe before COVID, I might've got, you know, 10 or 15 people for some of those webinars. We've been getting over 100, every time we run one of those webinars, over 100, 150, 200 parents to those webinars who just kind of are going, oh, we need to find out more. You know, all of a sudden I'm seeing, particularly around technology, I'm seeing these tools being used. I need to find out more about these because all of a sudden I'm seeing how they're being used and why they're being used and I need to find out more. So, so um, yeah, so I think there's going to be changes. I think the two changes I see, are, and we might talk a bit more about this, is mm. homeschool communication and the use of technology are going to be two of the big big things that are, are going to always be different from now on as, as they were before. And you're saying the use of technology more so in supporting children as an additional uh, avenue for education to support them or in, in just in communication in general? Uh, kind of both. So, um, um, just educational technology in itself. So, last mm. year, say in Australia last year, when COVID first hit, um, we had like a 190% increase in teachers trying to find the right technology to support their students who are no longer in the classroom. So, we all realized, oh, they're not with us, they're at home. And the only way we're going to actually have a connection is technology. It became, it, it went from being, a maybe thing we should use to, um, we must use this. And so how we, and of course, I'm talking more than just Zoom. I'm talking around a whole range of different mm. tools. So um, so we so we know that that the, tech, the technology tools that for all our kids uh, are really important. One of the things that if just talking to parents here is to say that um, there has this been increase in technology. And I know for some parents, it's kind of going, oh, my goodness, you know, I can hardly operate my iPhone, let alone work out what's happening on the screen. So I think it's important to realise that when you when you, <laughs> this technology is appearing at, in your home via your kids on when they're on their laptops or whatever they're doing, you don't need to be a Jedi. You don't need to all of a sudden have mm. all these tech skills. It's, it's not what it's actually you need to understand what the technology is. You need to understand why it's been used, but you you don't actually need to be an expert with that technology um, at all. At all, um, and but you do need to take an interest and understand why it's been used and how it's been used. So we we have um, there's a tool, for instance, that we use called Read and Write, which is a literacy support. Excuse me for kids mm. who um, who struggle with reading and writing, and so it's become a um, really um, 
people are abusing it more and more in this in our online and remote learning kind of phase. Um, and I've actually was talking to a, a dad the other day, and he and he said, "I didn't realize my my son used this tool at school." And that because he's at home, I get I go, "Ah, oh, what are you using?" And he showed me, and the dad, you know, took an interest, but he also went, "Wow, I could use that too." And so it was the the side benefit of of it is some of the tools. Um, some of these ed tech stuff that your students are using, you actually might be able to use yourself. So just uh, my suggestion is take an interest in it um, and, and just understand how it's being how it's being used. Uh, and you might even be surprised how easy it is to use uh, mm. from when from when from when you were at school when you when maybe technology wasn't a thing or was really uh, it was really a, a thing that happened. In, I, mean, I don't know. Um, I'm old enough to remember that technology used to happen in a special room on a special Yes, it did. Yes. um, At my school, there was a a computer room, and I remember there was um, certain, um, yeah, there was just certain people that were always in there, but the game that that they used to play was um, Finding Carmen San Diego or something like (laughs) that. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So, so yeah, whereas now, you know, uh, for... um, um, it, it's it, it's really important to realise. I often use the term. So at school, they talk about ICT. You hear that term ICT, mm. um, and for me, what that actually stands for is it can't teach. So the technology itself doesn't teach kids. It's actually how the teacher uses the technology in the kids and how what parts of it that they use. Mm. Um, but for some students, for some kids, and the kids that I have a, have an interest in and work a lot with, is sometimes that technology removes lots of barriers for them around literacy, for instance. And so it's important that, that they have How access to it. What do you mean removes it. the barriers? What do you well, mean? Well, an example of, of that might be, you know, um, you've got, um, so at school, uh, my son's at school and he's reading some stuff and he can't read something on a, a handout, for instance, or it might be some information. So he, he can ask the teacher, he could ask the teacher's aide, he could even ask another student to maybe help read that. He's at home. He doesn't have that support. You're busy. I'm. I'm dad. I'm over here cooking t- tonight's meal. Or I'm actually trying to fix something. Or we're doing whatever I'm doing. I'm looking after our youngest one over here. I actually put, might not have even have time to read that for my son. But the cool thing is, there's this technology that when whatever he wants to read comes up on the screen, the, the actual technology will read it back to him, and will read it back to him when he wants, how often he wants. So just having mm. that kind of tool means uh, understanding that that's there. I don't actually have to go and read for him, but I can be there and talk to him when he says to me, Dad, I just had this read to me. Can you tell me what that word means or can you explain a bit more about that? And that's when I can provide support. So that's often they talk about um, uh, as parents, we don't need to be the sage on the stage. We need to be the guide on the side. There's a little little throwaway line for you and it's about <laughs> as a parent just being there to, to um to help 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 your your child navigate all this uh, the other thing that's important there is when you do that when you give them those kind of tools and those uh, and they and they're using those tools you give them in education it's a buzzword we call it's called agency um, but what it actually means it's actually letting your kids have some control over the process and so you know that reading bit. I don't. I can actually have that read back to me whenever I, whenever I need. I don't have to wait for someone else to come and read it to me. And so um, that's that's just one example of how the technology at home can help. And that's when the dad I was talking to before mm. realised he went, "Oh my goodness, 
I, I have a literacy, you know, I'm struggling to read all this stuff. I didn't realize that the computer could read it back to me. That's awesome. I'm going to read yes. all my emails now and I'm going to read, you know, all this other stuff. So, yeah, that's just one, one example. Yeah, I think education tech has definitely come a very long way in the last sort of, you know, five to ten years and, and definitely accelerated during this COVID era of our lives. And I think one of the great advantages is that children are so, um, like, uh, the digital natives in that respect yeah. and that they don't really know life uh, and or remember much of it before the invention of the smartphone or a screen um so technology is a real natural interface of learning for so many of them as well and it's been said that you've stated that we all need to work together to integrate educational technology into family and school life yeah. to ensure that yeah. children uh, and Australian students are um you know uh, um, I guess sort of across this because not all children, I think there is probably greater disparity, you know, in different demographics and those types of things as well. So, yeah. I mean, from your perspective, what I'm hearing is is a lot of the programs that you work with, I'd love to understand, you think, um, how do you think this time has potentially sort of widened the gap between different sort of social uh, demographics yeah. of children and um, how can, you know, technology in the right way help um, support children because yeah, yeah. In, because it's not just for now you know we we need to understand how important all of um um all of these skills are to help children succeed in their future workplace in the future yeah in, yeah, in, yeah. Well, yeah well um the, you know technology is technology technology is not technology if it was invented before you were born and so that's a, another common saying so which means you know um if, if in your life there's always been an iPad or an iSmartphone or, you know, you don't think it's unusual, whereas you and I think, wow, remember when there wasn't an iPhone? Remember those days when you um, uh, when you actually have to use a, a landline? So um, for lots of kids, there's this an expectation that there will be that, that tech will be there. But, um, but what we need to do is understand that it's an ever-evolving thing too and, and that we can't predict the future. So the future is kind of unknowable really. But all we can do is give our kids the skills they need to to um, be ready for whatever whatever they encounter. And obviously, technology is going to be a role in all our lives. So, as families, what we need to do, as I mentioned before, is and as parents, is not try to become a tech expert, but understand where the benefits are and use those. But also understand the pitfalls. And so, things like you know, um, making sure that the amount of screen time you give your kids, you know, um, and, and I'm sure you've talked about this before in other podcasts, but, you know, when as we're kind of in this online remote learning and kids are at home, particularly you guys in, in Victoria, um, one of the really important things is not to try to replicate school, not to try to be what school is at home. Um, and and so what the important thing is to is to do is to maintain your, where you can the routines of home and embed the, the school stuff that happens within those routines and technology will help with that. So an example I gave before was, you know, using um, tools like Read and Write, which is a literacy tool to actually help, you know, kids who need stuff read or need support when they're writing or, or need to understand what a word means. You know, um, just like, uh, I, you know, uh, I used to remember my kids would always ask, "Dad, what does this word mean?" And you, they just would presume you were the you were the Encyclopedia Britannica, and you could just bring it all up. <laughs> um, 
but there's lots of tools that can that we've got now that that information is just is just available and you can't, and you don't you can't know everything there is to know as a parent anymore um i was mentioning to be, you before how um there was a back in the 1980s they they um they were looking at the future and they were kind of saying what do we need to know and they they kind of looking back they realized that everything we know the the, the sum of the world's knowledge kind of every century would kind of double. So, you know, every every century would a bit more and you could kind of keep up. But in the 1900s, that became every 25 years, the world's knowledge doubled. Mm. And at the moment, they're, predict- they're kind of saying that every 12 hours, knowledge is doubling. Now, you just can't know everything anymore. And so it's about kind of helping your kids use those tools that are available to them um, to, to actually get what they need and then, being the person helps them filter that out, being the person mm. to understand it. And that's going to be a skill that they'll need forever. Now, just coming back, Rachel, too, the problem we have is the digital divide and it's not generational. You know, um, like my mum, who's 92, she's all over Facebook and I, she's a bit of a Jedi when it comes to, te- you know, she, for a while <laughs> there she used to, prov- she used to provide uh, tech support groups for her view club ladies, you know, that's fine. But then you'll have a 14 year old who's really not tech savvy. So technology is not, not, there's, you really can't say younger people are better than older people. It's actually socioeconomic. And my big concern is that, the, you know, is where we have families who don't have access to the right technology or, yep. they, or the internet. And the internet and it might be economically, but also geographically. What do you do if you're out somewhere where you just don't get, you know, Good, good Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. That's the that's the problem that we have, and which is not we can't resolve. But looking to the future, it it is understanding that technology is here. Uh, it's it's an inevitable thing, and it's maybe a little bit dangerous. The way you deal with it is you don't run away and try to hide from it. You actually meet it face on and work out how am I going to use this and how am I going to support my kids to use this because I know in the future. They're going to need to use all these these uh, these tools as they progress through their their life after after school. I think it should be comforting for for a lot of parents because no doubt a lot of parents are probably questioning, feeling that their children have missed out on um, education, face to face learning in the classroom yeah. um, during sort of the pandemic, but that there are these educational um, technology apps and 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 businesses such as Text Help that are yeah. out there to be able to help support. Um, so, I mean, in that respect, and um, I guess as a question leading on from this, how do parents know, I guess, the right tools uh, to be able to help their children? Um, is there a right or wrong answer to that? Or I don't know, because, I mean, where do you, where do you start? Yeah, yeah, where do you start? Well, there, there is no right or wrong answer to it. Um, I mm. mean, you, you start with... Um, you start with your school. So there's a school partnership. Whatever technology is being used, um, it it needs to be 24-7. It needs to be at school but also available at home. So what, what we know has happened is that it's all in what we, now, what we call the cloud. It's all online. And so the tools that kids need just don't happen. You were talk, talked about going to a special computer room to access whatever tool. Those tools now are online. So I can actually come home from school, log onto my laptop, and there's the same, tool. Hmm. you know, I don't have to be on a particular computer. So it's, um, so the important thing there is, is that communication between school and home to actually talk about what, what technology is best, how do we use that. Um, I, 
I think uh, that um, part of that is is there's no one size fits all as well. So there's you know um, I think we we all realize as as educators that time when we all sat in rows in the classroom and we just all got taught the same thing at the same Each speed. Other. Yep, that's that's gone. And so so um, students you know kids can actually the the great thing about educational technology is it can be it can be different kids can use it in different ways and different teachers will use it with different kids at their own speed yeah at their own at their own speed and that's that's and i think uh when when i work with mums and dads and we kind of talk talk this through and we talk about you won't you don't have to be a jedi you don't have to understand actually how you just need to understand why it's being used that your your kids are comfortable in this environment you almost see their shoulders go okay great i i'm not the i'm not the the expert here but i'm here to help help my my kids actually navigate all this stuff the other thing that i think's really important is the idea that is back to that one size fits all is is make sure that when you're using all this stuff at home and you and some of us are over it no doubt but that you don't replicate school that you actually you actually make sure that it's 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 there's a routine there's routine there's schedules and it, and technology can help with that because you've got reminders and you've got online calendars all that kind of stuff but also there's time away from the, the screen as well you know that you're not going to there is time for fun and play um that some of the things you do like uh, uh for instance you know they might be doing math at home for maths at home for part of their schoolwork and they're doing counting well, don't do it on the screen. Walk away from the screen and do the canning when you're doing when you're preparing the meal and canning out how many carrots you're going to. I mean, embedding all that schoolwork actually in the natural flow of the home is really important. Yeah, and, and it becomes more real um, then as well. And and being away from being away from the screen sometimes is a is a good idea as well um, because I don't know about you, Rachel, but I'm spending more and more time in front of a Zoom. Um, meeting than we are right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are not right. Sorry, we are at the moment. Well, um, I just wanted to acknowledge, of course, um, instead of just before we wrap up, that we published your article and the title is uh, Learning to Learn During Lockdown. So just in brief, you know, for someone who hasn't read that article yet, could you please tell us a little bit about what it's about and what inspired you to write it? Because I know in your article you share um, homeschooling tips for parents. um, Yeah to ensure that they're, I guess, setting clear boundaries um, yep. and not just that, but then, you know, for them to show children what's expected of them rather than just telling them. So if you could just expand on that just briefly, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, I, I guess the article came out of the work that I do, work across Australia and New Zealand, obviously this is the same issue and, and beyond, is that lots of families were and still are kind of going, you know, what do we do here? And so, so the article is really about... Um, don't replicate. You're not a classroom. Do what you have to do at home. Support support your kids by setting boundaries, by having routines, by making it really clear what they have to do. Make sure that 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 that, that you maintain that homeschool relationship with your teacher, and that really the teacher's there as the as the teacher. You're there as this guide, but at the same time, understand that really technology is important. And it actually will help you in lots of ways. You just have to understand it and recognise those bits and get to know some of it. It might take a bit of time initially, but you might actually might be surprised that some of the technology that you've discovered, you might even find useful yourself. And in the long term, 
it's going to be with us forever. So let's let's get on and, and check it out and, and make sure we're setting our kids up. Can I just start, end by saying too that um, uh, there's lots of conflicting discussion there, you know, have kids lost learning? How much learning have they lost? Have they, are they right behind that? I, I don't think we as parents need to stress out about that. I think... Um, it's uh, our kids. It's about giving them resilience, and they are res- they can be resilient, and um, and it's about being positive with our kids and saying, you know, things like we can do this. It's okay. We're gonna. It's all gonna come to an end eventually. But when you're here, let's have a bit of fun. Let's get this done. And at, you know, um, next year it's a new year, and we, we're going to start again. And hopefully, you'll be you'll be back at school. But won't it be cool? Because you'll have learned all these new skills, and you're going to keep using them even when you go back to school. Well, that's just a thing, and and um, well, I mean, obviously, we'll have a link through your article, but there's some great tips in there that you can provide, um, and that you do provide <laughs> to parents mm. uh, teaching like a digital native, um, and tips for surviving lockdown learning, um, and then learning after lockdown. So I think it's, it's definitely worth a, a read, um, and you've really shared some um, brilliant perspectives, um, and tips and helpful um, advice us today i guess if you were to summarize i guess your key me- messages for anyone watching and listening today and your 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 main takeaway from the chat what would it be greg uh my main takeaway from from the from the chat is that um is i guess it's it is around at the end of the day it's 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 the, the attitude that we, it's tough. I think my, it is tough and we have to recognise for families at home, this, is, this has been really tough. This has been imposed upon us and we've really been struggling to, to figure out what, what we do. But um, my main takeaway from the day would be that regardless of all that, there'll be some really positive things that'll come out of that. There'll be, you know, um, your relationship with your school will change and let's actually use those positives going forward. And maybe your understanding of technology will have changed a bit too. And, um, and maybe you'll, you'll actually see not only the benefits for your kids, but maybe even for yourself. And would you say also just as comfort to parents that there is a lot of educational technology out there to be able to help support their their, their children um, in life after lockdown and, and during, I guess, this transition yeah, I, of a hybrid I, I, learning model as well. Uh, yeah, there, there obviously there is, and in fact, I'm, I think I mentioned before around the huge increase of people trying to get apps, and there's a lot of technology out there. In fact, so you actually what you need to do is is there is great technology out there, but it's really important to have a discussion with your teacher and your school about the technology they're using and, and make sure there's a there's a coordination of that across home and school. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's for lots of our kids. If, as I, Just to fi- also to finish with my background in working with kids with diverse literacy needs, some of that technology you, you'll discover is, is actually becoming more, more and more essential and it's really important that our kids have access to it. Yeah. Greg, if um, parents have got any questions and or want to reach out to you and or learn more about text help, whereabouts can yep. they find you? So they can they can actually go to our website, which is www.texthelp.com, uh, or they can send uh, – well, they're actually, there. it's easiest to go there because there they'll get our email address and our phone number um, – and I guess in the article, I, I don't know whether there was a link to any more to directly to me there, but um, I'm happy to put up on the website or with this podcast. I'm happy to um, to provide my email address if anyone wants to contact me directly. Um, awesome. 
Thank you. Thank although, you although, although I'll find me at the hairdresser this afternoon, finally getting a haircut after all these months <laughs> Lucky of being for you. in lockdown. <laughs> Down here in Melbourne, we have to wait a little bit more time to actually bit, get out here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you getting your haircut. You can see how, how long my hair is at the start of lockdown. It was never this long. <laughs> anyway, well, thank, thank you, Greg. You take care. And um, in the meantime, just stay safe and hope for a chat again in the future, in the not too distant future, hopefully. I would love yeah. that, Rachel. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.